2: This is the John Fuglesang podcast. I'm John Fuglesang. This is Sirius XM Progress. Right now, it is my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Tracy Pearson back to the show. She's a legal analyst and consultant you may have seen all over the TV or the radio or the podcast or New York Post or Fast Company or Cheddar News or News Nation. Dr. Tracy, welcome back to Sirius XM. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you, John. It's always great to be with you. You are the highlight of my day, especially since today is the first day of Mercury retrograde. I bet you didn't know that. That's what I'm chalking everything up.
2: I knew that. I, listen, I live, I live with a woman who grew up in Northern California. I know so much about astrology. I lived in L.A. for 12 years. I know so much about astrology. That is such a Virgo thing of me to say. Um, Mercury in retrograde is when everything goes wrong with uh, technology or communications. As Mercury pulls away from the Earth, apparently this gravitational pressure... Go with me on this, folks. It has the same accuracy of every other religion. This, this, this uh, <laughs> gravitational pressure interferes with our communications. It's considered a bad time to make decisions, to sign contracts. You should not sign anything new or agree to anything new when Mercury is on retrograde. Don't be surprised if your technology fails you, and don't be surprised if you don't communicate things as well as you'd like. For me, this is every day, Tracy. So I don't really know, but I can I can do a good job of pretending I know what I'm talking about.
3: So you call it a religion, John, but it isn't. It's true. It's real. Because when I woke up this morning, when I woke up this morning, my furnace was broken. And then there was this shit show that went on in Congress. And, yeah. and you know, and then there was this stuff that went on with Hunter Biden. And yeah. and it just it was that kind of freaking day. And so I am chalking it all up to Mercury retrograde.
2: Well, I'd like to agree with you, except that, you know, this is a deal that was in place long before Mercury went into retrograde from the very beginning when they realized that it wasn't as easy to smear the old white guy as it was to smear the lady or the black guy. That's the Republican problem. Anti-Joe Biden merchandise still doesn't sell as well as anti-Obama or anti-Hillary merchandise. They don't have any policies to help non-millionaires, so they have to fall back on a smear. As Hillary had the emails, as Obama had the birth certificate, Joe Biden has his son's time being a fuck up an addict and the pain that he went through and the bad choices he made. And they're going to humiliate his father and do anything they can do to try to make Joe Biden seem as corrupt and sinister as Donald Trump. So today was going to be the big day. And I, I actually thought it started off very well. I liked hunter biden calling their bluff i don't care if hunter biden goes to jail or not i still think what they're doing to him is mean and shitty
3: i agree with you it is mean and shitty and absolutely he sort of pulled a a jed bartlett by going uh you know to the capitol and and giving giving a a, it wasn't really a press conference it was sort of like a a oral press statement but um uh i think that that was a a a good move as opposed to not going at all um uh, but it, absolutely i mean the smear is is all they know how to do and with the other guy the orange the orange muppet there he uh, that's really bad for muppets cuz i like muppets yeah. Um so so he today was smearing Obama saying that uh, apparently um that that uh, Trump's doctor or former doctor said that that he was healthier than Obama and I am yes. all for Barack Obama doing a one to one basketball game and I just beg him <laughs> to let us watch that.
2: Oh you don't even know. I would I would pay money to watch Donald Trump just on a treadmill for 20 minutes. I really would. I'm <laughs> I'm so easy to please. You know what? Watching watching Donald Trump walk downstairs unaided, I would settle for that, Tracy. I, you know, <laughs> watching him have an elevated heart rate, I would settle. Watching Donald Trump have to eat a vegan meal, that would be enough for me. <laughs> Just, that would get my heart rate up to watch something like that. But you know, this was particularly skeeby today because the, it's been a lot of double talk and jive. I don't know why they send some of their dumbest. Republicans out to be the faces of this. I don't know why they thought James Comer, who sounds like, you know, he's been stealing moonshine from his neighbors still. I don't know why they thought that he'd be the guy. But like, these people are all saying that uh, Hunter Biden can't testify in person on camera we can't have that happen they're terrified probably because that would clear the president of any and all wrongdoing right and they're also remembering that Hillary clinton sat there and showed up on camera and humiliated them for 11 hours Here, here's the question to me you know did hillary clinton do her do a do a closed door interview with the benghazi committee before she gave her public testimony for 11 hours no so why a different standard for hunter biden
3: because they can't control him, and he's t- frankly too smart. even even though he has has had uh, issues in the past with addiction, he is smarter than they are, and he will run circles around them. Um, and I think that 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 is that is a, you know, frankly, anybody could run circles around them at this point. Um, I felt like I was watching a student council uh, meeting gone bad. I mean, it was just this group of mean boys. Um, And they, you know, it, it is it is not government. It is these people don't know how to do anything other than gang up on people that they disagree with or don't like. And if they would just get their heads out of their asses and do some legislating, even if. Uh, President Biden wouldn't sign that legislation or it would get killed in the Senate. At least they'd have something that they could go argue to their voters, but they yeah. won't have that. They will have, well, we we got a impeachment inquiry authorized. And even though President Biden issued a strong statement uh, pointing out um, just how ridiculous this was, it's really not that much of a worry, one, because he didn't do anything, and two, because Everybody loves an enemy they can fight with. And what they did, what the Republican Party did was they handed Joe Biden someone he could fight with and and really legitimately start uh, advocating publicly for uh, his his candidacy as president for a second term.
2: Now, who are you saying is the person that Joe Biden should fight with? Because I've been thinking Roe v. Wade is going to fire up people no doubt. And I think this impeachment inquiry today is going to fire up people and backfire on the GOP the same way as Roe v. Wade. But but what do you, what do you think is the enemy Biden needs to rile up the base?
3: Well, I think what he has to do, I think he's facing a, a, a sort of a inflection point. He's going to have to decide if he wants to be president for a second term or whether he wants to support Israel. Um, that is really where he is, because if he were to engage full throttle with Congress uh, publicly through statements and, and rallies and campaign stops and attack the shit out of what the Republican Party is doing in Congress, which is nothing other than attacking his son. Um, who who is a vulnerable person because of his addiction, I think that that he would start winning some points back if he continues down this road of wrapping his arm around Netanyahu. I think he's going to have some difficulty trying to to win this election because he's going to lose so many voters.
2: Uh it is a really good point. I don't know where those voters are going to go, but let me play a quick clip cuz this was earlier today. You know, Joe Biden came out on Monday night at a Hanukkah event at the White House and said, "I am a Zionist." And I thought, "Okay, well, we're not getting any closer, are we?" But then yesterday he came out and began talking in public about how Netanyahu is squandering the goodwill of the world, how there has to be a two state solution. There's no way it ends without a two state solution. It was actually kind of impressive. Uh, nowhere near enough. And today, uh, national security spokesman John Kirby was asked to clarify Joe Biden's statements last night on Israel's military actions at that fundraiser. Give a listen.
0: You're being asked these questions because the president has a tendency to say things about foreign policy and leave them hanging, and we don't get to ask him to clarify himself, so apologies if this gets pedantic for people listening. But did he misspeak yesterday when he said that... Uh, Israel was carrying out indiscriminate attacks? Uh, you had the opportunity to hear him yesterday on foreign policy when he stood next to the president of Ukraine. So I right, take, issue, about Israel, about uh, take, take about issue with Israel. the premise of that question. But uh, the, the, the president speaks for American foreign policy. The president speaks and has spoken, in about our concerns over civilian casualties in Gaza and about urging our Israeli counterparts to be more careful and more deliberate. So you just said he speaks for foreign policy. And he of course said he yesterday of course that there were indiscriminate attacks, which to the rest of the world
4: a war crime. So why isn't the United States not saying that
0: that's what the president is speaking to his concerns about um, uh, about making sure we're seeing the results that Israel has claimed is their intent, which is to reduce civilian casualties. That's what he's talking about.
2: OK, I know that no American president of any political party is ever allowed to criticize the civilian government of Israel in <laughs> any way. But it's not going to hurt him with American Jewish voters and waiting somehow for the Israeli people to rise up and get Netanyahu out of office. I, I It's not going to make Biden look like the leader he wants us to see him as.
3: He's not going to get Netanyahu out of office. But I, I think that there was a strategy here. Uh, he, I th- anything that leaks out leaks out and it does deliberately. And I think that and it, it, he says he's a Zionist. And then what happens is he says the indiscriminate attacks the next day. So he sets it up and then he continues to sort of peel back on the support publicly. Um, So showing Netanyahu that I can continue to pull back on you. I can continue to pull back on you and I can separate myself from you. He's put a hold on um, uh, guns from going over to Israel because of of um, attacks by settlers in the West Bank. Right so um he is he is making these steps to pull back what is really concerning to me right now is that that netanyahu has started to pump water into these tunnels and i had That's asked right. a question earlier today on twitter and i didn't get a response what i got was a whole lot of oh my god um because it's seawater it's, it's coming from the mediterranean sea which is known for having a higher salinity content at various points during the year due to evaporation and and the way the tides work and so um, this this salt water is going into these tunnels. Now, I live in L. A. Right? You've you've yeah. you live in L. A. Um, mm-hmm. w- when there's a lot of water, the gla- the ground collapses. When salt yeah. water infuses itself in the land, you destroy things. And so he doesn't care, Netanyahu, whether he destroys the environment over there at all. Never mind the buildings and no. the people. He doesn't care no. about the land.
2: Yeah, I'm and not. That's that's not a shock.
3: Well, it is to me in the sense that, I mean, I suppose, he, you know, he, he's written that off and, and he's he's, you know, uh, fenced it off and he doesn't care anymore. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's going to to create some serious environmental concerns um, sure. with with uh, the the, the envi- <laughs> with the land. With, I'm just saying he's ki-
2: he's 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 killed about 13000 children in the last two months. I don't think he's going to care about the ecosystem.
3: They, did, I understand that, and I get that. It, they, but children are not useful to him. Land is. That's what right. this is about. I see.
2: I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're right.
3: And so you're he's right. he's destroying this. And I, I I know he's he's not that stupid of a man. He's just evil. And and well, I all say it on the record. He's an evil man. And yeah, he, he is. is he's killing people indiscriminately, and he doesn't care. And, that's true. Um, he's, he's, he's been evil got, for a long time party members of his party that are that are evil, too. And and we're seeing that, too, where we're hearing the uh, U.N. ambassadors saying uh, there will be no two state solution. And I've I've yes, there will. (laughs) <laughs> well,
2: uh, and by the way, this is the part of the show where I'm obliged to say that Hamas is evil and they're Nazi motherfuckers and they, yes. people of Palestine deserve better leaders as well. People of Israel deserve better leaders as well. Before I get back to the phones, I want to just play one more clip from today in a follow up. The national security spokesman, John Kirby, they, they asked him about another moment last night where Biden mm-hmm. did suggest a change for Israel. The President in that, in that same fundraiser uh, said that Israel needs to make a change uh, to its government. Uh, what exactly did he mean by that? Does he mean has to go? The President
0: realizes that, the, that Israel is a powerful, vibrant democracy, and any change in the government is going to have to be determined by the Israeli people.
2: Hmm, yeah. So, you know, we've heard we've heard leaks that uh, the White House has leaked that they believe there's a very good chance that Netanyahu will no longer be in power by the time this war ends. My concern, Tracy, is I don't think Netanyahu or Hamas ever want this war to end. If this conflict ends, Netanyahu's political career is done. And I'm convinced he thinks that fighting this and keeping the violence going is the only way he can cling to power and maybe even... Cling to liberty and
3: avoid going on trial well possibly i i i I don't know what's in his head, but if if they if 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 his voters want to take him out they will and if his government wants to take him out, they will I mean they formed a unity government and now the opposition leader is saying he needs to resign and has been slowly but steadily banging that drum. Um, And so I think that he is absolutely somebody who who is is counting his last days, Um, whether this war continues or not. The fact of the matter is, is that his his people don't want him there.
2: That's right. That's right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Ah. sleeping dogs now on digital that's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery
2: i'm john Fuglesang. this is sirius xm progress we're at 866-997-4748-866-997 grit up Stephen in kentucky Stephen, <laughs> welcome you're on with dr tracy hello hey
3: steven
2: Boo, you there?
0: Hello, how are you all this evening? I'm sorry I had Very Designed good. Women
2: on. <laughs> no worries. We're contending oh. with
3: the planets. We're contending with the planets.
2: <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt oh, Designing weren't. Women. I, I'm, I'm oh, happy no, you're taking a break. Oh, right.
0: I was listening to uh, Alice Ghostly as Bernice. I just adored. She was one of my soulmates. <laughs> I, it's so I just loved her. Um, nice. Well, I wanted to mention before I begin, last night your guest and I can't remember his name, the academician that you were talking with last Professor night. Professor Harvey
2: Kay. Professor Harvey K of oh, yes. University of Wisconsin, yes.
0: I liked him for the most part, but I take issue with some of what he was saying though, because he okay. mentioned that Biden seemed like he was becoming a little more senile. And Trump, of course, has a lot of fire in his belly. Well, let's see how much fire uh, Mr. Hot Air has next year when he has all these trials. These trials are going on, and he loses his mind and now thinks that he's Obama. Obviously, himself. (laughs) Obviously, I like that. What a Oh, we, well, we all know what a lunatic... Oh, yeah, he'll be going out in his diaper and saying, Oh, yeah, I'm so white, I defecate marshmallow cream. You know, he'll be going probably doing that at some point during his... Uh, Take
2: me there. Take me career. there, Lord. Let it come soon, Lord. Let it come.
0: Oh, I'm sure it will. I, I think I think it's already coming. I think the cows are already starting to come home to roost. Um you know, I uh, wrote down some things. Um,
2: okay, well, we we'll really quick. We got a lot of calls. Go ahead.
0: Well, all these amateurs with a heart of stone that you all were talking about. I had a chance to talk to Zelf Longren's office today, and I talked with Mark Kelly's office as well. And I did actually speak with uh, Johnson's office. Boy, they didn't mm-hmm. like me very well. I said, well, just <laughs> be, I said just expect that because I'm going to be the biggest thorn in your side that you've ever seen. And Good I told you. him, I said, I said, when he decides to retire, is when I'll shut up. I said until <laughs> then, then just continue to uh, have me on your speed dial. I said because that's what I intend to do is to call you every day if I have to to get my point across. The fact is, the fact is, oh, I don't, I don't scare very easily. I really don't. After having gone through my ordeal for many a years, mm. you don't scare very easily after that if you can survive that. <laughs> okay. You know. It's important for us to talk about the fact that Hunter got help for his problems. What is Trump's excuse exactly and those are those three (laughs) breaths that he hired Uh, his three children by his first marriage. What's their Mm -hmm. excuse? I mean, Mm they are paragons of virtue. Oh, really? Trump is a walking venereal disease, for heaven's sake. (laughs) And I always talk about his doctor claiming that he's healthier than Obama. Oh, really? We've seen his dietary habits. The man drinks Diet Cola. I happen to know that Diet Cola is one of the worst things you can drink. And what does his diet consist of? Fried chicken, mashed potatoes, pizzas, hamburgers burgers. If you eat those on a daily basis, you're a h- walking heart attack. Red well, damp. that's the
2: thing. This is the thing. I have no problem talking about Joe Biden's age. Yes, he's old. Fine. He's old. We but do, you know what? Here's the thing ago. with Biden. What else is there? Biden's now? old. I mean, but Trump is old. And Trump is yeah. old with six inches of plaque encasing his heart. He stares directly into uh, uh, eclipses. He lies during plagues and he's well, he uh, can't that, hold a sippy a- cup and he's afraid of it. A- he He's, he's, he's afraid of ramps. He might have more energy because he's hopped up on Adderall. But Joe Biden's a stronger man. Donald Trump couldn't even balance himself on a bicycle. And Joe Biden's in much better health. But well, not put only him together. that,
0: he's the Wicked Witch of the West he is. The fact yeah. is that's exactly what he is. He has a heart of stone. The man is a sociopath. And that's what yes. let's call it, what it. Let's call him what he is. He, he is. Let's let's just go down the list. The man is ugly as sin. I've never been attracted to him at all. I don't know. Now, he, now. Not, he wants to talk about how he, No, no, let's talk about it. He's not God's
2: I person. would never appear and shame. Donald Trump, Trump sir. I, w- uh, I can't imagine me ever starving. making a joke about Donald Trump's he's appearance. I just like <laughs> it. No, he's not. He, does, he, he
0: has no heart and soul. You know, he certainly, uh, let's face it, <laughs> he has no intellect either. Wh- what about can his I just money?
2: say, can oh, I just say you saying Donald Trump is how not. How much money you, has he lost over the years? So what else is there to it? Billions. He's lost he billions. Can I just say, Stephen, you saying Donald Trump is not sophisticated is kind of like saying Stephen Miller is not black. You know, it's just I, I, <laughs> I love it. Tracy, I want you to jump in.
3: Yeah, I I I, I think Stephen's onto something though, and which is that I've watched Donald Trump over the years, and he seems to be incredibly sweaty when he talks now,
1: yes, and, yes. and to
3: me that signifies a, a a health problem that he's got something going on, um, mm. that it, you know either it's it's aging or it's the accumulation of stress as a result of his legal um, uh, risk. Um, but he definitely I have seen him more and more before, you know, we'd see him and look, whatever. And now he's like dripping with sweat at a podium and, and talking crazy. I mean, just don't you liberals this ruin references. this
2: for me. Don't you liberals ruin this for me. Trump has <laughs> to. St- he's got to stay alive to lose the popular vote a third time. I need this. Just stay alive. Eleven more months. That's all I require from this guy. That's oh, not asking. It shall
3: be done. It shall be done. Stay alive, but he will win. No, he won't win. And
0: and that's to God's ears because I'll tell you why he won't win because people do not want this washed up has been. Most people don't back in there. He offers nothing new. He is a blood sucking parasite, just like his friend Netanyahu over there, just like Putin. And by the way, all these people who express so much strength in Putin. Exactly where was Putin in twenty eighteen, twenty twenty, twenty twenty two, and this year? I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be putting much emphasis on that as much because if I were Putin, I would throw Trump to the wolves. What did he really do for him? He didn't, he didn't um, take over the whole damn country. He
2: no, didn't, but he Putin, didn't Putin's he Listen, if I was Donald Trump, I'd be very terrified once I oh, lose in twenty. Once I lose in 2024, because then Putin will have no use for him. There's still an outside no, exactly. chance that Putin will have use. And someday we're going to find out if Vladimir Putin really did buy two billion dollars of Donald Trump's debt from Deutsche Bank, because that's really the story we need to have an answer. Stephen, I got to well, run. But I think is, you.
0: if it's between us I, I, and it's between I, I, him, I say give give him to Putin. I don't care. Right on. Oh, no, he's fine. Send number for him.
2: Send him and his hookers to the Moscow Hilton. You got it. Stephen, have a great (laughs) evening. Thank you, Dr. Tracy. You're a lawyer. People are kind of confused about immunity and jurisdiction this week. I mean, Donald Trump is really claiming he's immune from being prosecuted for any laws he broke while he was president. He's saying that presidents are kings and he's saying this the same day that they're trying to have an impeachment against Joe Biden. I mean, (laughs) pick a narrative. Can presidents break the law or not?
3: Yeah, uh, jurisdiction is it, it, people are confusing these things. Immunity is I did it, but I'm not responsible for it because I've got to get out of jail free card for whatever reason. Um, yeah. it, it, most commonly we see that with like, let's say, municipal immunity um, when police officers do something and um, you sue the city and it's uh, sort of this duty that is um, uh, it, that 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 is uh, covered under that immunity. Um, and uh, it's something where, where there can't be a judgment against the police officer or a judgment against the city. In in this situation, um, it's the same thing. He's arguing that because he was president, he's immune. Now, it, they're banking on this idea from the Gore v. Bush case Um not um, but the, not the Gorby Bush case, but the Clinton case where okay. the question was whether uh, he could uh, be sued while he was in office and and um, what they said under that, that case was that ultimately um, that uh, in a civil case it's it's one thing. When it's a criminal case it's different and we're not going to make any determinations based on that. And so they've got this tiny little little like cavity that they're trying to crawl through, but it's unrelated. Because the issue here is, is are you are you given um, complete immunity from prosecution, even if what you do is unlawful during the Mm. the course of your presidency afterwards? That's where we are afterwards. And so Mm. the answer to that is, no, of course not. You can be prosecuted for a war crime up at The Hague. Right. Right. So, so, and, and, and the whole point here was not to have a king. And so as you, as you pointed out, and so absolutely no. So so this is all
2: happening. This is all happening because he's terrified, right? This is desperate
3: he he's making a real big screwball decision here he absolutely is terrified i I will tell you that the strategy that they're using which is to appeal everything is designed for delay it is not designed to resolve the issue because what you would typically do is you would try your case and then you would appeal it when he finally gets to this end result which i believe will ultimately be a criminal conviction and i never come out on a decision like that i believe that he will be criminally convicted that what will happen is that he'll have nothing left to appeal because he'll have taken it up already and so he he isn't going to have the benefit of the full case ahead of uh, in front of the judges what he's going to have done is taken it up piecemeal and they don't disturb jury verdicts nine times out of 10. They do not touch that. They they give deference to the jury. So a jury in D.C. is going to find this son of a bitch guilty and they're, they're going to convict him and he's going to have nothing to, left to appeal other than in a, uh, ineffective assistance of counsel because his lawyers suck.
2: And I'm sure he'll then finally be gracious and admit he was wrong and say, now's my chance to learn and grow as a man. No, it's not going to happen. He's going to burn the house down. Uh, Jessica's on the line from Oregon. Jessica, before the break, welcome. You're on Progress with Dr. Tracy.
3: Hi, Jessica.
1: Hi. um, So I was just calling in because I saw the best movie of the year. Oh, really? And that was Godzilla Minus One.
3: (sighs) You're like the ninth person
2: to say this to me. Really? Really? The Godzilla movie is making... The Godzilla movie was just named one of the 10 best international films of the year. Yeah, it's crazy, the reviews this film's getting. It's a Godzilla so, movie.
3: I,
1: I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, really quickly, I'll try to be brief. I never expected to cry in a Godzilla film. Oh. <laughs> but I bumped my eyes out. And and the reason is this story takes place right after World War Two. Correct. And... Pan is already decimated but unlike a lot of your other films, this movie takes on how the Japanese government basically tossed their people to the wind with mm-hmm. kamikaze uh, pilots using yeah. them as basically living uh, weapons
2: yes. and
1: mm-hmm. the, the focus of the film is about this kamikaze pilot who survives the war ends up taking on Godzilla Godzilla Starts as a small monster. Nuclear radiation irradiates and makes him the big mammoth.
2: I should hope so. Yes. And, yes. Oh,
1: it is beautiful, beautiful. But the story—this is one of those few times where um, you have the the human characters make you care. You're not watching this for a big knockdown, throwdown, right. of course, it's kind of harm. But it talks about, in the end, the government's like we can't help you we don't want to raise alarms with uh you know we have to focus on this and then the u.s can't help because we don't want to activate the soviets like it really takes the historical context into play so it I'll comes it out. to the people it comes to the people to come together they don't celebrate war they are like you know we have to do this we have it's we're going to protect our country and our own people. It's on to us. It always is, but we're going to do it.
2: You know and what? This is a year where I this is a year where I cried at a Spider Man animated film and an Indiana Jones movie. I'm not surprised to hear that people are crying at a Godzilla movie. Uh, I, I, I everyone's told me it's great. Tracy, I've never had this before. People are telling me I've got to see it, and it's one of the best foreign language films of the year.
3: That's amazing because I would that would not be my first choice to go see. It would not. not Wouldn't even be my second.
2: Hey, no, it'd be my. It's a Sunday afternoon. There's nothing on TV, and I'm with a room full of boys. Then I'll put a Godzilla movie on.
3: Yeah, yeah. the,
1: yeah. the, the seriousness of it, and the subject matter, and how they handle it is absolutely beautiful, and it's very, very timely. No, I keep
2: hearing of, it's great. Yeah, it's just
1: <laughs> really amazing, and uh, I can't say enough about it. And that's why I wanted to make sure I got my two cents into you, John. Because I know you. you're going to love it. You're gonna OK,
2: I will it. check it. Listen, gonna... I, I'll still say my favorite movie of the year is still an animated Spider-Man sequel about parallel universes. And I can't believe hey I'm man, saying those brother. words. All right. Tracy, can you stay with us till after the break?
3: Absolutely.
2: Quick one. We'll be right back in just a moment. 866-997-4748. This is Progress.
1: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you.
4: freaker or wherever you get your podcast on because you know i love it when you do
2: John Fugel saying this is Series XM Progress. We're at 866-997-4748. Dr. Tracy Pearson is a legal analyst you may have seen on TV, radio or podcast. Maybe you read her, maybe you heard her, maybe you saw her in New York Post, Fast Company, Forbes, Cheddar News or News Nation. We are super lucky to have her with us. She's even going to join us for one of our year in review specials over the holiday break. Dr. Tracy, welcome back to the Love Fest. Good evening.
3: Good evening. How are you?
2: I'm hoping you guys are okay in the frigid tundra of Los Angeles. Thoughts and prayers. Is the winter treating you kindly or is it harsh?
3: It has already started. In fact, it was raining cats and dogs. I thought I saw screaming Mimi come past my window. I did.
2: (laughs) Mimi hasn't been to L.A. yet, but maybe maybe uh, maybe later this year. Tracy, it's been crazy. I'm glad you're with us. I I have to talk to you because you're an actual lawyer. So, I mean, (laughs) let's talk about the Colorado decision just a little bit. I know you're probably sick of it. We've been talking about it all night. Uh, Obviously, Trump's going to try to appeal this thing all the way to the Supreme Court. What, What what are some points that you haven't heard the media covering on this controversy?
3: Oh, I scream at my TV and my radio and my satellite radio constantly because folks don't don't focus on the issues. They focus on big issues, not little ones. And the little issue here is what is going to be the questions on appeal? What are the things that he can really challenge, and and I'm not really sure about that. Um, you know, it's a very long opinion, um, and and I think that in order to to make a, an educated uh, determination about whether whether you think this is going to be successful, you really need to understand what the questions they're going to put before the court are going to be. It's not the overall mm-hmm. issue; it's smaller issues. But when it does get there, there are. Four options that are available to the Supreme Court and people aren't really talking about this. They're only talking about either a thumbs up or a thumbs down so they can refuse to take it. Right. So they can deny cert. They can affirm it. In other words, agree with the Colorado Supreme Court. They can overrule it, disagree with the Colorado Supreme Court. Those two middle ones are the ones that people are focusing on. And then there's a fourth one, which is they can issue a plural opinion. And I think that's worth thinking about. Tell me what a
2: plural opinion means. Um,
3: sure, a plural opinion is one where there's an essence, a tie, and that tie ends up basically affirming the lower court's order or this the the state supreme court's order, because there is no sufficient number of judges either way to either grant it or, or either affirm it or overrule it. So, okay. it would take one justice who recuses themselves for whatever reason, and then having a 4-4 decision. It could take three justices recusing themselves and then having a 3-3 decision. And and this has happened in in the history of the Supreme Court where there have been plural opinions. And and I think that it is, in fact, possible here for that to happen. I haven't sketched it out completely, but I think it's possible that that would be one way to skirt it. They take it, they accept it, they do the thing, somebody recuses, they lay out their votes, it's an even split, the underlying court, the state court, gets affirmed by by operation of that plurality.
2: Fascinating, and, but who would recuse? Tracy, who would recuse?
3: Um, I can think of a lot of different options. I could, Gorsuch? I, can, I mean... <laughs> They could like, in fact choose to do that. I mean, understanding, of course, Gorsuch is cited
2: in the ruling. Gorsuch is cited in the ruling. I mean I know. Clarence it Thomas obviously should Clarence Thomas's wife was an instigator of this terrorist attack, of this insurrection. I mean, in a sane society, we wouldn't even be having this debate about Clarence Thomas recusing himself. He but it's could, never in gonna fact, happen and it. there's Go I, I, ahead. I could, never say won't. never.
3: I never say never to okay. anything. I never say never to okay. anything because I think it's possible. I think that Clarence Thomas, happen.
2: I think he, that might force him to miss out on a yacht trip somewhere. I don't see that happening. I'm sorry. No, I think he's, he's no. He's got his eyes I, on the I, prize. I,
3: He's got he's got a lot of heat on him right now. And it's possible that he could do that. It's possible another one could do that. Um, You know, it's possible uh, Connie Barrett could do it. It's possible that um, Kavanaugh could do it. It's possible that um, Roberts could do it. I think that 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 it is anything is possible, but it would be the it would be the smartest maneuver because it would be them accepting it them letting him play his little game and hear him out and then it would be um by show, demonstrating that there's some ethics up there at the supreme court and then it would be an underlying state decision being upheld by operation of a tie I see.
2: jesus but nobody's well, no, talking I mean- about that no, but it, I mean, but in the midst of this, also, the court's already weighing whether they're going to hear Trump's claim that he's entitled to immunity, magical Hogwarts immunity from federal charges over shit he did because presidents are above the law, I guess. I mean, that's, they're going
3: to that. shut that down. They're right. going to they, shut that down. They're also
2: they, They've agreed to decide on a suit questioning whether those involved in the January 6th attack can face obstruction charges. What I've been saying is Roberts being Roberts, he's going to try and pretend he's all Solomonic by going a middle way. And I think what's most likely is that they will overrule. The Supreme Court of Colorado, in spite of the facts, but then they'll pretend that we're being fair and magnanimous by swatting away Trump's ridiculous claim of immunity. And to me, that's still giving Trump an incredible unearned victory while, you know, swatting away something that didn't matter in the first place that was never going to go anywhere.
3: I think one of the things that we, we focus on is, is how much we dislike what they've done and not thinking and, and have, have sort of given these people these personalities that we don't even know really what they are um, for the most part. And 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 are reading intent into things where where because it suits our feelings about it. I do it, too. But I think that mm-hmm. th- the reality here is that these folks owe him nothing. And, and that has to be something that's underscored. They owe him nothing. They're lifetime appointees. It only serves them, frankly, to keep him out of the job. And he hasn't been successful up there. Um, Every time his sorry ass bounces on up there, they bounce his sorry ass back and say no. And so I think that there is is a, you know, too much weight being placed on his having appointed three of them. They owe him nothing. He can do nothing to them. So even if he were to win a, a, an election, he can do nothing to them. They can he can Love give it. them no more than what they have. He can take away nothing. So there is no vested interest in 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 lapping at his heels.
2: Let's go to the phones and uh, bring in our evil army of the night. I do want to play some attack ads the Republicans are using on each other because <laughs> it's still Christmas time. But Mitch and Kent State, you've been on hold forever. Thank you, my friend, for being so patient. You're on with Dr. Tracy Pearson.
3: Hey, Mitch. Thank you, John, thank
4: you, thank you, Dr. Tracy. Good to hear you, John. Uh, you were talking about Stephen Miller earlier, and you know this, these speechwriters for Trump. Uh, well, are they just as complacent and guilty as he is, as far as uh, the language and the uh, uh, so-called ideas that are worked into his speeches, as far as uh, um, you know uh, the thought process, anyway, to uh, uh, you know that um, kind of uh, is a, is a template a template
2: i don't his, understand the uh, question i'm so sorry i don't i don't understand the question what do you mean mitch i forget i, no, I, think, think, I mean, his speech writers uh, they, 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 you know like uh, like stephen miller okay
3: they're driving yeah. it you know, the, they're they're uh, driving it mitch i think yeah, they're driving the content it, it, he doesn't have it, it, a half a brain they're driving it
4: yeah well then it's more is it coming from their minds their uh, is it is it their, their uh ideas their uh
2: I know, I know, it's coming out. Of here. Their mind, their their ideas are winning. Their ideas are getting power, and in some cases, like Trump, their ideas are getting unconditional love from a room full of strangers you don't care about. I mean, they write applause lines for Trump because he desperately seeks approval of strangers because his life is addicted to fleeting pleasure of dopamine squirting little bits in his brain now and then, and he thinks that's happiness. He's like any other addict, believe me. Right. He's addicted right. to the attention, uh, and not that there's anything wrong with that. But in this case, Stephen Miller writes these speeches, and Stephen Miller has learned that the more evil and foul he gets, the more he succeeds up in the right-wing evil sphere. So, I I think expect more of the same until someone goes to jail and has to pretend they've uh, repented and reformed themselves.
4: Yeah. I mean, they are, in a way, the puppeteer, but, uh, I mean, uh, you know, the man is uh, so, uh, I don't know, he, you know, some things I can understand, he uh, thinks for himself as far as, you know, uh, his... uh, the things he spews out but there's other things i think that drive him and uh you know give him uh this 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 uh, evil energy i think and it, mm-hmm. it, it just all, it just it's just a uh, a complete um i don't know it's it, it just something that just I, I i've never seen anything like this before as far as someone who could have this this mind control and this this uh you know over these people that uh you
3: know it, it just he's just, not uh, some spengali He's not some Svengali. What he is, is somebody who it's sort of like uh, inertia. He 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 spews out a bunch of shit because Stephen Miller tells him to, and then he comes up against something and then changes direction, and then comes up against something else and changes direction. And that something is usually Stephen Miller or one of his advisors. And so it's like watching a it's sort of like a cue ball in a you know in on a pool table. It bumps up against something and then moves. It, it's still heading in that direction. It's just the question is does he get more evil? Does he back off? And and it's it's the people. And this is the same for the Democratic Party when when they're the reason why you work for 25 grand or something, you know, for for a candidate is because you get to have input into the policies and, and things that are being said. And so absolutely, they are the content people, because and especially more so for Trump, in my view, because he is absolutely worthless and um, <laughs> and, and he's only in it for his own feelings. You know, he Indeed. wants to feel good about himself.
2: We're at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Tracy, I want to play something for you. You can kind of tell the primaries are closing in because uh, it's that (laughs) magical time of the year when Republicans are attacking each other. Um, And I don't just mean over speaker votes. Here's a Trump ad attacking the woman he hired, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley promised.
1: I will not, not now, not ever, support raising the gas tax.
5: Really? Not now? Not ever? Just 24 months later, High Tax Haley flipped.
3: Let's increase the gas tax by 10 cents. That's
5: right. High Tax Haley broke her promise.
3: Let's increase the gas tax.
5: Repeatedly backing higher taxes hurts families. New Hampshire can't afford Nikki High Tax Haley. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising.
2: OK, that's Donald Trump coming out, coming out against someone for breaking a promise. That's the world champion of wedding vows coming out against Nikki Haley. And again, he's right. Nikki Haley believes in nothing. She she changes positions like Donald Trump changes soulmates. But wow, Tracy, I mean, maybe that'll sway people away from Nikki.
3: She, she, she believes in nothing other than uh, ending abortion, totally taking away Medicare and taking away um, Social Security. Um, She has somebody's hand in her back right now. And that's Chris Sununu the governor of New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. my my old home state. Um, And the only way that that schlapp is getting into the White House is is on her coattails if if he can make it happen. And he isn't going to. I mean, she is somebody who flip flops like, you know, one of those big seals that you find out out on the Pacific Coast. I mean, it's just utterly ridiculous.
2: Well, not to be outdone. uh, Here's Nikki Haley attacking Ron DeSantis. Now, again, Chris wants me to remind you this. Take note of these ads because six months from now, these people are all going to be lined up to grovel to be Donald's next fascist (laughs) apprentice. But give a listen.
4: In a world of chaos, the last thing America needs is another dumpster fire.
3: Support for Ron DeSantis
1: plummeting. Republican voters are just not that into DeSantis.
3: Ron DeSantis consistently trails. His campaign has been floundering basically since he announced.
0: DeSantis is getting a lot of bad campaign news this week.
4: I think the story of DeSantis
2: is quickly coming to an end right here. SFA Fund Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Okay, are those sirens in the ad or Tracy's house? That's, that's the no. sound effects of the ad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. OK, I, I, I OK, I, I feel like I got to get my insurance ready then before they arrive. Uh, so they're slugfesting it. That's it. They're going to be tearing each other apart. And I don't even know why Nikki Haley's spending the money against Ron DeSantis at this point, because it looks like homeboys done.
3: The, the the choices on that side are just if you were to sit back and look at this objectively and, and you know take out our own sort of viewpoints about issues I mean the choices on that side they are just so substandard in 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 who they have as options and so people are going to from that little camp cling to the thing that's familiar to them I mean I'm trying to imagine the same idiots screaming lock her up. And who have these views about traditional women and what women should be able to do with themselves and their bodies and and what they should be able to say voting for Nikki Haley. I mean, how how much would they have to hold their nose to vote for a woman?
2: Uh, You know, I don't I I don't think they would care. I honestly think if she was fascist enough, they'd be proud of themselves for being so open minded. They loved Sarah Palin. Don't forget. I just they would have voted for Sarah Palin for president.
3: I don't think that 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 she is going to be their choice. I mean, it's you know, unless they see her as as and and this is just trying to look through their brains, right, as whiter than she is, as being yeah. somebody who she wasn't, um, you know, she flipped to Christianity. She was Sikh. Um, you know, there is a lot about her that that fits into the the boxes of hate that they 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 hold in their little hands. I mean, it's I agree with you, but I, I
2: I wonder if the hate would manifest itself more, Tracy, if just if if Trump doesn't get the nomination, are millions of these yahoos who've never heard of Nikki Haley, even though she was in his cabinet, are millions of these magas just going to stay home? I mean, think about it like that's the other wild card. I'm I'm more concerned about Nikki Haley being Biden than than Trump. But the reality is literally millions of these racist clowns would stay home on Election Day.
3: They absolutely would, because he'd tell them to just yeah. like he's said in the past he would do it because he can't have what he wants
2: you know what i want i want My- steven in kentucky steven <laughs> you're on with dr tracy welcome
3: hey steven
0: hello what's going on with your all's phone system tonight
2: what because I ask.
0: called earlier it on did. the Dina Vidala show, and they were having problems there, and just a few moments ago, they were having problems. I, they, it disconnected me, yeah,
3: and I like called a back
0: shutdown. several times, and then finally it put me through.
3: But you're here now!
0: Well, I know. I'm just kind of intrigued. I mean, I know uh, Mercury retrograde is going on. Perhaps it's the effect of that. I don't know. I'm just sort of That's your answer. puzzled by that. Okay. Hmm. Um, okay. Now, as far as what I called about this evening...
2: Please, I wish you would.
0: uh, This whole thing with no labels, this article that came out that talked about both uh, Democrats and Republicans coming together to oppose uh, Joe Manchin for this. Let me be very clear. Joe Manchin does not have a chance in hell of getting a Democratic vote. He's a dictator. Most Democrats cannot stand the sight of him. And if he did have an opportunity, then why didn't he have the moxie to actually run in the Democratic primary? That's why he's not running as a Democrat, because he knows everybody hates him. And let's look at Mr. Manchin's
2: record. But also, I think I think Manchin's I think Manchin's running because he will do a much better as a rich, evil, soulless monster with a Trump in the White House and a Biden. I mean, it all comes back to Manchin's oil company. He's running for self-interest, so he knows he'll never get elected, but he's more than willing to tilt this thing over to the Republicans.
0: Well, I think Mr. Mansion is just a blatant opportunist, pure and simple. I think Dean Phillips is one. I think Sink and I think Dr. Wester Kooks. The only ones who I think who has who really I have respect for that's running against Biden in the primary is Marianne Williamson, who I believe has pure intention. I think she's much more interested in challenging Biden to be bolder, and I hope that her some of her ideas are incorporated into the Democratic platform. I could see. Yeah, some I've said for a long time.
2: Own. I give Marianne credit. Marianne. Is- is running as a Democrat. She's not pulling some RFK bait and switch. She exactly. voted for Biden last time and she'll vote for Biden this time if he gets the nomination. She's actually b- b- crying foul when he tried to get her on the show after the New Year's because the Massachusetts Democratic Party only submitted Biden's name for the state's Super Tuesday presidential primary ballot. And apparently they're saying it was an accident, but it's a violation of uh, DNC rules. So, you know, Marianne's running. Uh, I, I, I support her right to run. I am glad there's someone more progressive than Biden, and I think it can only help Biden. Her campaign won't hurt it, but RFK Jr. And Dr. Cornell West, who I love, and this no labels bullshit—that is all about killing Biden in seven swing states. That's it. Well, I mean, I Tracy, am I being unfair? Be- am I? Let me ask Tracy: Am I being unfair to the concept of third parties?
3: No, no. I, I I, hate this idea that, I mean, it, it just mathematically makes no sense. If you have three parties, people are going to split between those three parties and you're never going to get the majority. I think that it's a nice idea that you have a different choice. But the fact is, is that when we have politicians, you have to pick and choose the people that have almost all of the things that are important to you, you don't get everything that you want. And this third party thing tries to split the difference. And it it either screws the Democrat or it just it wastes a whole lot of political energy.
2: Yeah, you're right. Go ahead, Stephen.
3: Well, sorry. I
0: have to say, though, I think you all are not looking at one other item here. And Please. you just mentioned Nikki Haley's possible ascendancy. Well, even if In that happens we're not looking at RFK Jr.'s popularity with the MAGA cult. He's more popular with them than he is with Democrats. And I really That's do true. believe that if Trump tried to get, Stephen Bannon and uh, Trump tried to get him in this race to hurt Biden, I think it's going yes. to have a boomerang effect on Trump. And they're already sitting there coming out against RFK Jr., trying to slander him, yeah. of course, when when in fact earlier on, They were praising
2: him. It's going to have a boomerang effect on Bobby Kennedy, too, because you are going to see the the entire Kennedy family. They're going to dig up Ted. They're going to come at their own with everything they've got. The Kennedy family will bury him for this. And by the way, if people don't know, if people don't know about RFK's previous wife's tragic suicide and why she did it. Holy God, they're going to know about it because they will unleash everything this man's ever done on him. Well, and 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 if you don't I mean, know what I'm talking about, just Google RFK Jr.'s first wife. Just 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 learn about it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, and the thing is, they've already come out. The Kennedy family, I know his brothers and his sister and his, his not so much his mother, but I know they've already said that they denounce his candidacy. I put it on my Facebook page about a, a, back in October. They had already come out and said that they had. So yeah, but they're going to already... campaign
3: against him. They're going to they're going to actively yeah. be be a surrogate for Biden.
0: Well, and I don't blame them to be – and also Jackie Kennedy's grandchild, her grandson has already come out actually against his uh, great cousin. So the fact is, yeah, I mean, it's already out there as of now. But I do think, though, it's significant him being in the race because I actually think it's kind of funny myself because what it demonstrates is that RFK Jr.'s popularity as well as someone like my governor, Brashear – that these individuals have also popularity with these MAGA people, and it shows that Trump's not invincible either. I think that's it's starting that's to show the cracks in his. In his I
2: agree with on. that. That's actually yeah, uh, a, a very interesting point, because you know what? You look at how this has been going. uh Nikki Haley is 30% in New Hampshire. She's only 14 points behind Trump. Chris Christie's at 12%. DeSantis is at 6%. This is the new St. Anselm College poll. Uh Braddy McFuckface is at 5%. <laughs> but like, this is the time now for anti-Trump Republicans to make a big statement in the primary. I mean, when, when the midterms happened last year, Trump Will. led DeSantis by just 11 points at the start of 2023. A, a year ago, Trump led DeSantis by Only 11 points. Now look how much it's changed.
4: I called the White
2: House
0: and I told them that Biden needs to advertise in a campaign commercial what DeSantis and Christie and Haley and Ramaswamy have been saying about the fact that this is a political issue in Colorado. No, it transcends politics because Trump. Committed an act of domestic terrorism on January the 6th. He continues to do so by invoking the names of Putin and Kim Jong un in his speeches. He continues to act as though the Constitution doesn't mean a damn thing to him. He's the one, mm-hmm. he's his own worst adversary. He keeps bringing all this up. And I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tr- get it straight from the horse's mouth. The fact <laughs> is, This next year, he's going to be haunted by this come November because this is not going to go away. And this is going to this is going to hurt, damage him severely. Oh, I want him.
3: I want him to continue to argue that it's a political issue because that makes it not justiciable to the Supreme Court. They can't decide Uh. political questions. So keep bringing it.
4: (laughs) That's
0: a very good point. And the thing is, I think what what we're seeing here with this man is because they keep saying he's so crazy. He was always crazy. We're just seeing it full front now. We're, he was we're always mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is. Yeah. He was always nuts. I mean, you know, he yeah. always and all this crap about, oh, I didn't read main comp. Uh, oh, please. Yes, you did. You, you've you already said I don't this. believe he, it's a matter. I don't
2: believe you read it. Why? I don't believe he, Stephen. I believe he had the book by his bedside. But I don't believe Trump ever read his own book, much less Adolf's. So I, I, he oh, may have been telling the truth about that. I'm sure he owned the oh, book. He probably I doubt he read finances, anything
0: he probably had seances <laughs> with Hitler, for all we knew. But, but the fact he is, probably he, make make the escort, the, he
2: probably makes the escort. He probably makes the escorts spank him with it to start a session, most likely.
0: <laughs> well. I mean, to be honest, it's probably more of a holdup than a stick up when it comes to that. And, and uh, as far as that maybe that's why he doesn't want all this information to come out about his. We got it. We
2: got to hit a break, my friend. Thank you so much, Stephen. I'm so sorry. but We're going <laughs> to hit a hard break and I got to sell some dog food again. Don't go away, though. We'll be, Tracy, can you stay with us? Because before I lose of you, I got to talk to you about what what John Fetterman's doing, because yeah. I, I, I just want to close out the show talking about there's biting the hand that feeds you. And then there is just saying ridiculous shit. We'll be right back. This is Progress.
3: And the best part, you can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's TV slash poppods to get 50% off your first month.
2: I'm John Fiegel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. Dr. Tracy Pearson, how do our listeners follow you and keep up with all your doings?
3: I am everywhere at Tracy Explains. TracyExplains.com is my website. And then I have a sub stack, Dr. Tracy Explains.
2: I'm so glad. And you're going to be part of our year in review special. It's going to air live uh, this Friday. Well, it's going to be on tape. It'll air, you know, we'll be pressing play live this coming Friday night. <laughs> and I'm so excited you'll be joining us along with Victor Shee and Shaniqua McClendon of, uh, of Crooked Media. But before we go anywhere, I, I got to ask you, um, what's Tracy, what's going on with John Fetterman? We worked hard for John Fetterman. A lot of progressives really worked hard for him, really defended him, defended him during a lot of awkward times. And he's a good man. And I'm glad he's there. He's pro weed. He has an F rating from the NRA. He's worked to free people who are wrongfully convicted of crimes. He's great. But he's coming out, breaking with the left, saying, I'm not a progressive, he said to, to NBC News. And um, I'm just a regular ordinary Democrat. Mehdi Hassan said he's going full cinema, a total attack on the people who worked hard to elect him, defended him post-GOP rows over his stroke and clothing. Uh, what, what do you make of this? Is it a big deal he, or is it not?
3: It's a big deal. He has attacked um, the very people who who helped elect him by by saying that they have a warped sense of an understanding of the Israel and Hamas um uh, war and and issues at play in the Middle East uh, based on TikTok, and I have watched more TikTok videos of people saying, "Yeah, Fetterman, I'm done with you. You don't have my vote really? next time." Yes, Ugh. and I mean we're not talking like young. I mean there's young women, but we're also talking older women who have said, "Oh no, you are a disappointment." That's a quote, disappointment to me, and and they regret helping him. And, and you know, he took $244,000 from APAC for his election. Yeah. And I suspect that that obviously has a lot to do with it. And I think the person who may have a little bit of a warped sense of things is probably him, because he needs those folks to help him get elected next time unless well, that's he wants the thing. to be a one-term. That's,
2: yeah, and again, God bless him. I, I still love him. I'm really glad he's not Senator Oz, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, it just it just seems like it was just... Progressive brand building, wasn't it? I mean, it was just building a progressive brand. Look, you're allowed to be pro-Israel. I, I, I get it, uh, and and that's fine. But like, why, why then, why is it necessary to tell progressives that you're not with them? Um, and and again, he says because it's been very clear that Israel would very much want there to be peace. Israeli people would, but Netanyahu doesn't want that. And the Fetterman, I thought I'd gotten to know, is the kind of guy who would kick Netanyahu's ass for his corruption.
3: He's campaigning for those dollars from APAC. He is not campaigning for the dollars from from the individual people. Now, very well may be that he is going to turn on a dime, sort of like a Nikki Haley, where he says whatever he needs to say in the moment and and tries to make nice, nice with with that group of people who he needs as supporters later on. But right now, what we're seeing is um, uh, people who have taken money from APAC have had to make statements. Otherwise, APAC tries to primary them.
2: Yeah. I'm watching the tape of him at Netroots Nation saying, I'm John Fetterman and I'm a Democrat and I'm a progressive. I'm a proud progressive. I, I just, I, okay. Say which
3: one you're to, to get the vote. I guess you're allowed to be
2: non binary with how you identify. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me really, really quick, Mike in Michigan, we got about a minute. You're on with Dr. Tracy. Welcome.
3: Hey, Mike. i just like to plug
4: for, uh, for Julie and, and uh, uh, who's tomorrow? Simon?
2: Simon. That's tomorrow.
4: Yeah, we talk Weawa, okay? And to Dr. Pearson, she, she, you're great. I tell you, I enjoy listening to you. She and, is. Uh,
3: Thank just, you. Uh,
4: we talk Weawa, the uh, Lakota name for We Are All One. And I've, I I just want to real quick uh, say, uh, I think I've got a name for uh, Simon and Julie's uh,
2: show. What is it? The, what the, is it? Re-
4: the Real Americans.
2: The real Americans. Okay, I'll pitch it to him. The re-
4: or, or, I don't know. But, but Takuyawa
2: is a great uh, name, too, but... Uh Love it, man. We're all one. We got to go, but I, I thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. And Dr. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It is always a pleasure. Thank you for being a regular on our show this year. We are so lucky to have you every Wednesday night. You make it all better. And uh, everyone tune in to hear Dr. Tracy on uh, our year in review show coming up this Friday. In the meantime, thank you to the great Chris Hauselt, our executive producer, Thea Harper, our producer. I work with great people and we will see you again tomorrow right here on Sirius XM Progress, January 20th. The sexy liberal tour comes to the herps Theater in San Francisco. We'll see you there. Peace.